Fasten your seatbelt, quit stalking your ex on Facebook, and stop texting while you're driving. It's time for the Badass Business Show. Tips, tools, tactics, and techniques to help you explode your online and offline business. That's right, you're about to get the straight dope, whatever that is. And now, as seen on Good Morning America, The Today Show, NBC, CNN, CNNBC, and HGTV, here's your host, Fran Harris. Hey everybody, it's Fran Harris, and I'm about to talk about one of my favorite topics in the whole wide world, and that is building a million dollar, multi-million dollar, or billion dollar brand. A few years ago, I heard someone say that Martha Stewart had a ubiquitous brand. And I thought, well, that sounds like a pretty fancy word. I looked it up, and of course, it meant seeming or being everywhere. And when you think about the mega brands in our existence today, Martha Stewart, Oprah Winfrey, Donald Trump, American Idol, Deal or No Deal, when you start to think about the brands that everybody on the planet has more than likely heard of, you're talking about these ubiquitous brands that every time you turn around, you're hearing something about them. Martha Stewart is in living, she's in media, she's in cooking, she's in entertaining, she's everywhere. Oprah produces, she's a star maker, she's a television star, she's a philanthropist, she is ubiquitous. You think of Donald Trump, he's in real estate, he's in wealth building, He's in television, he's in media, he's in probably things we don't know anything about. But what is it that makes these brands so powerful? What is it that makes these brands so powerful? And what can you learn and what can you do more importantly to create that level of a brand? So the first thing I want to do is to ask you, if you have a sheet of paper, if you're, if you're not driving, take out a sheet of paper and write down the promise of my brand is blank. So in other words, my brand promises what? In the first minute and 45 seconds of this audio you're listening to, what do you think one of my brand promises is? And I'm speaking about me, Fran Harris. What do you think one of my brand promises is? I promise what? Energy, passion, excitement. You can pick up on those things the moment you meet me, the moment you see a video about me. I had the privilege of speaking at a sports medicine convention a few days ago and I was talking about building a million dollar brand. I was talking about how to make your brand stand out in the marketplace. Now I was with them for about an hour speaking live and in the first five minutes I did something that I just did with you guys. I said I got up, I did what I do and I said okay I've been with you for two and a half minutes. What does my brand promise? People their hands went up. Energy, passion, excitement. They knew that about me in two and a half minutes. So the first thing I want to say is that if you don't think people already have a sense of what your brand promises, you are wrong. The thing that I want to do with you in the next few minutes is to make you more aware and more conscious of the promises of your brand. So I want you to write down right now, my brand promises, and then fill in the blank. What is it? Commitment, integrity, energy, excitement, humor. What is it that your brand promises? All right. And then what is it that your brand delivers? When someone hires me, when they say we're looking for an inspirational speaker or a transformational speaker, and we've heard this about Fran Harris, they expect me to deliver on the promise of my brand. They expect me to deliver on the things that they've heard about, they've read about, or they've seen of my brand. 
So it's really important as you listen and, and as you're, you're thinking about how am I going to, to translate what Fran is saying right now into real life application such that I'm seeing living and breathing this million dollar brand that she's speaking of. So you want to make sure that you are very, very clear on the promise of your brand and what your brand will deliver. Okay. So I'm going to talk very specifically about some brands because I think it's easy sometimes to talk a lot of theory, but I want to talk about brands in the marketplace right now that if you haven't heard of, you really need to pay attention to watch what they're doing because you can probably duplicate that and get the same kinds of successes with your own empire. All right. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Lady Gaga. And I'm serious. You would have had to have been under a rock or in a monastery or in a nunnery somewhere not to have heard of Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is the most well-known, most popular I don't know what you would call her. That's what's interesting. I don't know if she's a pop rock, if, if she's a fusion of those things, but she's a musician. She's a singer. She's an entertainer. She's in her mid twenties, I believe. And she is an international phenomenon, phenomenon. All right. And I'm not even talking about her singing because quite frankly, I've only heard her sing a couple of times and it was okay for me. It wasn't anything great and magnificent, but I was taken completely taken by this empire, this young woman literally single-handedly is building. And I want to talk about some of the components of the Lady Gaga empire. Now, the first thing is, you think about how vast the resources are in our world, in our country, that we get to have you know thousands of musicians and entertainers and singers enter the marketplace each year, easily. The market will handle that. The market will support thousands of entries each year. How is that possible? And how is it someone like Lady Gaga gets to march in? She certainly knows how to invite herself to the party. She gets to march in and take over. I mean, freaking take over. Well, here's how she's done it. And you need to jot this stuff down. If you're not driving, jot this stuff down. Pay attention to what I'm about to say about Lady Gaga. There are four things that I believe are key, critical to making this woman a brand phenomenon. Number one, please listen. She is outrageous. She is outrageous. If you just Google Lady Gaga and then click on images in Google, you will see she is never wearing regular clothes when she performs. I mean, her costumes, her wardrobe, everything from plastic to saran wrap to foil to fur, I mean, Nothing is normal or regular with Lady Gaga. That's the first thing. She is outrageous looking. She has blonde hair, black hair, red hair, green hair, pink hair. It doesn't matter. The more outrageous, the better for her. Talented, yes. Loves what she does, clearly. You can see it. When she performs, she's connecting with her audience. No question about that. But just the package. Think about your brand. The package is the first thing people are going to see. So what does your package look like? What does your package look like? Is your package fitting in with everybody else? If I put you in a police lineup, a brand police lineup, and I said, all right, line them up. Let me see them. 10 people. Would you stand out in that lineup? Lady Gaga would. Lady Gaga, you would call her crazy, call her whatever you want to call her. She would stand out in a police lineup because physically 
She is outrageous. So the lesson here is you have to, you have to do something physical. There has to be some physical difference between what you offer and what you bring to the marketplace and everyone else. There has to be something different. Now, maybe you don't want to go to the plastic or the saran wrap or the, the chloroform or you I mean, maybe you don't want to do all that stuff, but there has to be something physically different about you. I'm going to digress just for a moment because I, I thought about it as I'm talking about something to make you stand out. I want to give you two examples. There's a show on television now called Clean House. I think it's on the Style Network. And the host of that show, one of the hosts of that show is a woman by the name of Niecy Nash, Niecy Nash, who has also, her star has exploded. It's completely on the rise. She's the host of that show. She was on Reno 911. She was on Dancing with the Stars lately. She wears a little flower in her hair. Every, you never see Niecy without the flower in her hair, ever. And of course, the first time I saw Niecy, I was like, dang, that's a huge flower, <laughs> It's a huge daisy. It's a huge chrysanthemum. That's a huge flower in this woman's hair. But that is her trademark. And I heard an interview with her where she said she was getting ready one day and she just stuck the flower in there. And she remembers someone describing her as a lady with the flower in her hair. And so she started doing it with every single outfit she has. It is a brand mark. What kind of mark does your brand have? All right, give you an an example even closer to home. Many years ago, before the WNBA, there was a there was a women's professional league called the ABL, the American Basketball League. And I hadn't played basketball in seven years. And they were having tryouts, I believe, in Atlanta. And there were going to be hundreds upon hundreds of girls and women there trying out for this new women's professional basketball league. And I hadn't played in a while. People hadn't heard of me. They, they've forgotten about me. Though, what are you doing? I thought you were in grad school. I thought you were coaching somewhere. I thought you were working with Procter & Gamble. They didn't remember who I was. I had to walk into that gym and decide that I was going to be different. So the night before the tryouts, I was getting ready for bed and I was getting in the shower and I was putting my hair like up in a scrunchie and I pulled out a bandana from my, from my, um, from my suitcase. And I said, this is it. I'm going to wear a bandana in every single practice of the ABL tryouts. And that is what I did. Now it may sound very simple, but I tell you what, for someone, for a woman who had pretty much been forgotten by day two, I think there were four days of tryouts by day two, people were saying, you know, Fran Harris is, oh yeah, she's the one with the bandana coaches, players. It works. Don't, Sleep on the physical difference that you can make with your brand and how it stands out with people. Nisi Nash uses a flower. I used a bandana. It worked. All right, back to Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is so physically outrageous that it's impossible to ignore her. Is it impossible to ignore you in the marketplace? Think about the business or the brand you're building. Whether you have a, a, a brick and mortar place or, or, or not, does your space, does your place look different? Is the furniture different? Is the decor different? Is, are the uniforms different? Do you look different? What physically could, because remember, we, we see you before we hear you. In most cases, most brands, we see you first, hear you second. Does what you look like catch my attention? Very important question. All right, so I could talk about that for another hour, but think about your physical look. Your, your business's physical manifestation. Is it outrageous enough? Lady Gaga has proven, proven that you can catch the attention of a nation, of a country, of a world just by looking different. All right? All right, so the first thing she is is outrageous. Second, she is unmistakable. 
unmistakable. You don't get her confused with Madonna. You don't get Lady Gaga confused with Britney Spears or other Caucasian singers. You just don't. She is unmistakable. Not just in the way she looks, in the way she sings, in the way she performs. Google Lady Gaga concert and you'll see YouTube video of her. You'll see these full-scale like Circus de, what is it, Circus de Soleil. You, you see these full-scale Vegas-type performances. So you know that when you go to a Lady Gaga concert, when you see her, it is going to be an experience. What kind of unmistakable experience are you creating for your audience, for your consumers, for your customers, for your clients? Are you truly unmistakable? Most people think they are. They think they're memorable and unforgettable, but they're really not so much. Lady Gaga, unmistakable. Go to a concert, see her perform on a morning show, you do not confuse this woman with anybody. All right, so that's number two. Is your brand unmistakable? Now, here's another one. Number three, very, very important. Have you created a new vocabulary? This is so powerful, so, so, so powerful because one of the things you can do when you come into a marketplace, of course, is bring good product and bring goodwill and all that, but are people, are you a game changer? Do you create a new vocabulary? Lady Gaga calls her fans. She doesn't call them fans. She calls them, get ready for this. She calls them monsters. Yes. (laughs) She calls them monsters. And it is a term that they embrace because she says it as a term of endearment. Hey, my little monsters. She calls them monsters. Why? Because she encourages them to be different. So when they go to a Lady Gaga concert, they don't wear jeans and t-shirts. They dress outrageous. Again, it goes back to creating this unmistakable experience for your customers. Calls them little monsters. She could have easily said, I'd like to thank my fans. Or she could have said it, it would have been, you know, pretty much business as usual. But she consciously created a new language, a new vocabulary a new definition of monsters that her fans from all over the world have embraced. Why? Because she says she was an awkward kid. She didn't really fit in. She felt like a little monster. And so this is for all the people out there who have felt different before, who felt like they didn't fit in, who felt like they were a, a, a square peg in a round hole. Those people, those are her people. So she appeals to that place in all of us that had probably felt like an outcast, either at home or at school, at church, or in our community. She changed the vocabulary. Now, let me talk a little bit more about vocabulary changing. Think about Starbucks. This is one of my favorite brands to dissect. Think about Starbucks. And they changed the language of coffee. Before Starbucks, you went in and you got, what, a small, a medium, and a large. But not at Starbucks. You get a tall, a grande, a venti, Right? Change the language of your marketplace. Right now, think about what you do. Think about how you do it. What can you change? What kind of infusion of new language and vocabulary can you bring into your marketplace? I'll give you an example from my own personal vault. Uh, I do teach people how to become million-dollar speakers. And it dawned on me many years ago that everybody was kind of teaching people how to become speakers. But nobody was teaching people how to become speakerpreneurs. Speakerpreneurs. Not someone who just speaks, but someone who 
blends and combines the business, the powerful business and marketing aspects of an entrepreneur with speaking. I added vocabulary to the marketplace. Speakerpreneur, what can you do to change the vocabulary in the marketplace that you're competing in? That's it. The last thing, I think it may be the last thing that I want to talk about with Lady Gaga is that she's been very effective in getting people to spread the the gospel of her brand. How do you get people to be evangelists for your brand? It's very simple, very simple, but not necessarily easy to execute. People have to believe in the promise of your brand. You have to be a credible brand maker. Lady Gaga has been, she has literally opened her book, her opened her life to the world and said, listen, these are the pains that I had. This is what I gone through. So people believe her. She has a great deal of credibility with her audience. And so, and they see her living it out. They don't see her trying to dress differently when she goes on Oprah or when she's on 2020 or when she's on the Today Show. She is who she is and she doesn't apologize for it. And that creates a high level of brand authenticity and credibility. And that's why people will spread the gospel of Lady Gaga. And that's why she keeps getting huger and huger and huger. So you can't be afraid to use a word that doesn't exist. Huger. You can't be afraid to do that. Brand, brand ambassadors, people who are huge in building their brand, have no fear when it comes to really proliferating their brand in the marketplace because they know if I start saying huger, do you think the people who follow me will say it? Yes, they will. That's the way it works. That's what happens when you build a ubiquitous brand. People are dying to imitate you. It is the ultimate flattery. They are dying to imitate you. And that's why it's so important that you craft your brand with such precision and with such thought and conscious effort, because you, you will have people following you and you will have an impact on people's lives. Positive. I hope that you have this impact on their lives, but understanding that everything that comes out of your mouth, everything that you do, everything that you say, everything that you put out there, people are watching your brand, wondering waiting for you to show them how to live, how to do whatever you do better, how to do whatever they do better. That's the power of having a brand like Oprah, like Donald, like Martha Stewart. There's a comedian by the name of Dane Cook. I heard Dane Cook probably the first time, maybe seven years ago. And what makes this comedian so different, you can Google him and and go to YouTube and search for him as well, is that he he was one of the first comedians that that really did a lot of theater with his stand-up. I mean, he would say, you know, you don't ever want to cheat because when you come home, you will never hear uh, your floor as loud as it is the night that you come home after you cheat. And the floor's like, and you're like, shut up floor. I mean, he is crazy. And he does all these sound effects when he's, when he's doing his standup. And it was uh, seven years ago. It was very different because usually standup comedians came to the mic. They stood up and they made you laugh. Dane Cook. Dan Cook added the theater. He added that element of sound effects without any, without any instruments or props. He was the instrument and it really separated him from other stand-up comedians. Ellen DeGeneres. Think about Ellen's show. First person who just really infused music, live DJ coming out, dancing, the audience is dancing. I mean, it completely separated her from the pack. People didn't think Ellen's show was going to make it. But Ellen separated, she, she brand separated. 
She says, this is a powerful landscape. Oprah's in the daytime business. Bunny Hunt is in the daytime business. Jerry Springer, Maury Povich, all these people in the daytime business. How can I create an experience that's different? How can my brand be different than the other talk show hosts in the, uh, in the, in the business? And she separated herself. So what is it that you can do to really separate your brand? I mean, these are all tactics and strategies of, of multi-billion dollar brands. And understand that most of the things I've explained to you, I've, I've gone over with you, didn't cost any money. Did not cost any money. But I'm going to finish this up with three action steps that you can take and take over and over and over again to help build your million dollar brand. Are you ready? All right. Where do we go from here? Number one. Action step number one, decide to be different. Make a decision today to be different. You have to have the courage to be different. That's just it. I'm assuming you invested in this CD because you really do want to know the secrets to building a multi-million dollar business, empire, brand. You got to be different. You just have to be different. I guarantee you whatever you're doing is probably not, you're probably not the only person doing it. So the only thing that's going to make you work and stand out in the marketplace is to be different. How are you going to be different? Your action step is to decide to be different and then discover ways to be different and then be different. Sounds simple. Be different. Be different than the other people who are offering what you offer. Is it going to be in the way you look? Is it going to be in the way you offer your services? Is it going to be in the decor? Is it going to be in the delivery of your services? What is going to make the marketplace know that you are different? All right, step number two, start building your following with social media. Now, forget about what you think, how silly you think Twitter is and how, how, waste of a, how much waste of a time you think Facebook is. They work. They work. So the three social media platforms I'm going to recommend that you start giving your attention to are Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. All right? So granted, you don't have to tell everybody on Twitter that you're making a sandwich. Although here's the thing. Here's why social media works. We like to be social. We like to be social. We like to know that we, we like to feel like we know the people we're doing business with. Again, I could go back to Lady Gaga. People feel like they know her. So do, do the people who follow you feel like they at least know a little something about you? My recommendation is to tweet a little bit of personal and a little bit of business. So for instance, I am in the middle of, of doing a basketball tournament. I coach an AAU girls basketball team, 13 years old. They are. And occasionally I will tweet about them because people have kids. People have kids who are in sports and it's a way to draw people into my world. Now, granted, when I tweet, I don't say, Hey, here's what's happening with my basketball team. Oh, by the way, buy my book on this. That's the kind of tacky people don't really want that. But what I will say is once I've tweeted about my girls and people feel like they've gotten to know me and they're, they're into the stories. I may come home one day and say, Oh, they drove me crazy today. Why is it that kids do this? And then all the parents kind of get in on it and they'll say, Hey, I'm writing a book on this. You know, it comes out, you know, whenever it comes out and check it out, I'll just throw it out there. Well, guess what? People check it out. People check it out because people want to do business with people. They know, love, like, and respect. That's it. So you tweet to bring people into your world. It doesn't mean that you have to tell everybody everything you're doing. All right, so that's that's the importance of, of Twitter. Make a commitment to do Twitter. You can do updates on that Twitter, you know, tweet stuff, maybe 
two or three times a day. That's it. But just make a commitment. Every day you're going to tweet something. An article, something you heard that was interesting, an event you know about. Just tweet something so people will know you're out there. Facebook is amazing. I've connected with so many people on Facebook that it's ridiculous. People from high school, people from elementary school. It's a great way to network. Again, it's not about doing Facebook every single day, uh, every single day or every single hour of the day. It's about adding updates that are meaningful, helping people out. Sometimes I'll, I'll say, hey, I'm looking for this kind of software. Anybody have a clue where to get it? You get all kinds of feedback from people. But here's the thing. You're building your audience either way. When you're in Facebook, you're building your audience. There's nothing wrong with every day giving someone a tip or a video or an audio. Give your greatness away. Give it away. That's the quickest way to build your audience is to be someone who's generous enough to give their genius, give their greatness away. And then people won't mind when you're selling something. People won't mind when you say, hey, check out my new book or check out my new course or come to my event. All right. And the final action step is to do a free event. Do a free event. There is a, a website called you, the letter, ustream.tv. You can do free webinars, free television shows, free teleseminars, whatever you want to do. Do a free event where people get to know you, they get to meet you. And here's the B part, the, the back part of that. Once you do your free event, post your event, put it on YouTube, tweet that you're doing it, tweet that you've done it, put the video on Facebook. Don't worry if people don't show up to your free event because remember, it can live in perpetuity as an archive. I'm telling you, these are the things. These are simple, free tactics that will help you build a multi-million dollar business. And whenever something good happens, right? You get a big client, you're doing a big event or whatever, let your audience know. We are becoming more and more social. Twitter is not going anywhere. Facebook is not going anywhere. YouTube is not going anywhere. Use them to build your multi-million or billion dollar business. I'm Fran Harris. I wish you many green lights and blue skies, and I look forward to meeting you in the near future. Be sure to check me out at FranHarris.com. Take good care.